This podcast is for general informational purposes only and represents the individual opinions of Dr. Dimitri Bick, Dr. Stefan de Graff, Dr. Suzanne Mignon, and the guests. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or other professional healthcare services and should not be taken as medical advice or an establishment of standard of care. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The content on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Please don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe, but more importantly leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Reviews not only help us grow listeners, but also help us grow as a show, improve our content, and make us better. We're going to try to tough it out today because our resident young-minded person is out taking uh, advantage of our open vacation policy again. But <laughs> our, our, our resident young person is here. And I discovered a video this week that I found on, I guess it was Instagram. And This is an audio medium, so you guys are not going to be able to see this, even though I'm going to play it. So I'm going to describe it to the people that can't can't see it, and then I'm going to play it. This is a video of a mother or a person that is supposed to be the mother talking to a child who looks to be about 11, maybe 12 years old, and there's a there's a voiceover of a of a man that's doing the voice for both of them having this conversation back and forth. And the caption says, deep convos with my middle score. So how have the vibes been lately? Low key, off. Go off, King. I just feel like life's been mad cringe lately. Like instead of taking W's, I'm taking L's. And how's your Riz? Mid, no cap, on God. Hmm. It's giving depression. Dead ass? Dead ass. Facts. That's facts. No printer. Period. I have no idea what was said. <laughs> and and, and uh, out of us two, I should be the one to know, right? Right? So no I'm idea. asking you to, to explain to me what half of that was. This video just aged me in like in, in a second <laughs> i feel so old okay so past 40 i'm not even past 40 <laughs> it's ridiculous. and you've never felt older <laughs> jesus why why does uh english language associate so fast it's know, not the man. english language it's children <laughs> it's, it's children is that why it's teaching in school now that's ridiculous. I, I guess. Now, Now, in fairness, we do know what no cap means because we did that last week. Right. Right. We know Riz. We know Riz because we've done that in the past, too. We know facts. So, uh, do we know facts? Facts. We do know facts. Facts. Okay. I mean, we that haven't done it, but I assume that we can do facts. But the reason I played that video... First of all, what is no printer? What is that? I don't know. I have no idea. 
have no I idea have no what that clue. means. I have no clue at all. So the reason I played that is because we're going to do our youth speak segment, but the, the term that we're doing this week isn't even in that, in yeah. that video. You know, I, I know, I now know what I want for Christmas. I want, I want the, the entire lexicon of, I don't know, youth speak, you know? I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. Like, <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll get it on Amazon. It's got to be something like, you know, like those pocket translator or pocket um, lexicon or pocket, you know, when you travel for a different country. Yeah, I'll look it up because this is, this is nuts. The reason was because we were going to do this segment that we usually do. Generation X explains youth speak. But the term this week is not in that video. The term this week is drip. Oh, and I, I, think I, I discovered one. this term from the son that I wanted that you want to call right now because yeah. he said he said that he had drip. I have drip right now. If you can see how I, I sound so so nasally, I have drip. My nose is really you know I have a really nose. Is that drip? Yeah, and Suzanne is in here because apparently she has a drip too. I, I but I don't drip. think it's a drip. I think it's just drip. I got drip. So that's what it means, like when you stuffy nose or like. So according to Urban Dictionary, it means very swag and cool. Yeah. Like, I got drip. I don't sound neither swag or cool right now. No. <laughs> and it's unfortunate that she's not here because I think she could relate to this. But we went to see the Trolls movie, the new Trolls movie uh, yesterday. And I realized that. Two things. One, I'm not sufficiently young enough to understand about 40% of that movie. And I wasn't nearly high enough. I needed to be completely stoned. <laughs> like I needed to take like a gummy before that movie because whoever produced and directed that movie was totally on like psilocybin or some type of marijuana because that movie is wow. Like, if you want a trip, man, take a gummy and go and go watch Trolls. And it doesn't matter if you have kids or not. You won't look weird because you're going to be totally stoned and you, you won't even notice the people are staring at you. The theater is empty anyway. But it was like way psychedelic, man. Marie and I were looking at each other like we're just not high enough to watch this movie. And it was full of these kinds of like, your kids things. Your kids loved it? Well, my kids loved it, of course. And I, I got to say, it's not a bad movie. Like, um, it had, it, it was for the kids, right? So it's got all the kids stuff. But it had enough, you know, old people jokes that keeps people like me, old people, entertained. Uh, so it was fine. But what I realized was about 20 minutes into it that we needed way more than just popcorn and candy. Like, <laughs> that needed to be... They should have asked us if we want, instead of we want butter, do we want like a little like edible yeah. syrup on it? Because it was trippy. I mean. So I've asked you, do you want candy or do you want candy? Candy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we know what you're You'd talking be like, about. Yeah. But, but drip was in that movie. They used a lot of those terms that we just heard in this video. We're going to keep doing this segment because I need to, I need to speak young, but. Um, I, I just don't know how to do it yet, and and I'm yeah. I'm, I'm upset because you you can't help me. Yeah, you know what? We'll have we'll have to find somebody much younger than thirty five 
to to translate <laughs> that. Much, much, much younger. Much, much younger. More like maybe 20 years younger. Leave. 20 yes. years younger. Yes. Yes. But and and we'll we'll bring them in to 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 help us translate this. So how have the vibes been lately? Low key? Off. Go off, King. I just feel like life's been mad cringe lately. Like instead of taking W's, I'm taking L's. And how's your riz? Mid. No cap? On God. Hmm. It's giving... Depression. Deadass? Deadass. Facts. That's facts. No printer. Period. <laughs> Let's do the healthcare stat, the healthcare horror stat of the week. America has the greatest healthcare in the world. Deductibles, drug tears, PAs, and copay. But you can get an MRI today for the low price of just 2K. America, yay! All right, so this isn't exactly a stat this week, but this is a story. These things that are going on with the insurance companies are, are an enormous problem. Oh my God, look at me. Yeah. So here's the story. According to statnews.com, a class action suit filed on behalf of deceased patients who had a United Healthcare Medicare Advantage plan and their families by the California based Clarkson Law Firm follows the publication of a stat investigation Tuesday. The investigation, cited by the lawsuit, found United Health pressured medical employees to follow an algorithm which predicts a patient's length of stay to issue payment denials to people with Medicare Advantage plans. Internal documents reveal that managers within the company set a goal for clinical employees to keep patients' rehab stays within 1% of the days projected by the algorithm. The lawsuit filed in the U.S. District Court of Minnesota accuses United Health and its subsidiary Navi Health of using the computer algorithm to, quote, systemically deny claims, unquote, of Medicare beneficiaries struggling to recover from debilitating illnesses in nursing homes. The lawsuit alleges that United Health knew the algorithm had an extremely high error rate and that it denied patients' claims, knowing that only a tiny percentage, 0.2%, would file appeals to try to overturn the insurer's decision. The complaint alleges the algorithm, dubbed NH Predict has a 90% error rate. Based, basing that calculation on the percentage of payment denials reversed through internal appeals process or administrative law judge rulings. Quote, the fraudulent scheme affords defendants a clear financial windfall in the form of policy premiums without having to pay for promised care, unquote, the complaint alleges. Quote, the elderly are primarily kicked out of care facilities nationwide or forced to deplete family savings to continue receiving necessary care, all because an artificial intelligence model disagrees with their real-life doctor's recommendations. That's wild. That's that's wild. That's why we always knew the, this was happening. Though, yeah. Right? So so that's why it trickles down to hospital administration being hard on ad, admission criteria. You know, I work in a in a psychiatric unit. 
it's very very hard to convince administration to let me admit somebody um that has a certain insurance because they've had i'm not gonna cite anyone but they have experience with certain insurances and they'll tell me this insurance you know they don't pay you know at the end of the year they'll say yes they'll approve uh, a single case agreement but at the end of the day they won't pay so the hospital in turn because they have to watch the bottom line they have to be responsible with their fiscal um, decision they'll they'll start you know not accepting patient because they cannot trust the insurance company to pay it's, it's a huge problem and it interferes with patient care you know it's, it's yeah, and they're, they've been called out. This uh, this investigation showed that they're not only doing this stuff, but they're actually doing it on purpose. Like their documents say, we're going to reject you. And any doctor who, you know, patients know this too, but the doctors are on the end of the paperwork. And any doctor who has filled out a prior authorization for medication or any other procedure knows that's, that they can predict almost that they're going to get a rejection based on yeah yeah it doesn't matter what you put in there so there was one particular insurance company and i'm not going to name them i sent out a prescription for lexapro generic lexapro escitalopram right and the insurance made me fill out a prior authorization for that and then they rejected it generic lexapro that cost 15 dollars. the insurance yeah. company refused to pay for it yeah it's, it's, it's a huge problem. <laughs> I had another prior authorization that I did, and it was for a brand name medicine. And I wrote down the generic alternatives that they failed. Right. Three right. generic alternatives. I got a response that said, this medication is being rejected because they didn't fail two of the three things that I wrote down on the PA as, the, as right. failures. Same insurance company, by the way. And so I drop that insurance company because they don't they, they're they're automatic right, denials right. they don't even they don't bother. even want to review the case on that yeah because they know that most people are not going to do the appeal because the appeal process it's, it's, is it's an tedious. enormous yeah, pain tedious. in the ass yeah, right it's it's ridiculous amounts of paperwork most doctors don't have the staff for it all the time or that no i right they don't have the time to do it right. so they get a staff to do it but if you have a thousand patients and every single one of them needs a PA for every single procedure that you're doing, that staff member is going to be overwhelmed. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's where, that, that's, that's where the, the American health system is so, is so, you know, distorted and corrupt. You know, the a patient goes to his doctor, the doctor who, you know, we trust the doctor have done the studies, they have had experience, they know which medication the patient should be prescribed. And fair enough, they failed one second, third trial. And the insurance company has somebody on a desk review an algorithm dismissing the doctor's clinical decision. Meanwhile, the patient might be suicidal, might be, I don't know what, even in medical issues, might, might be having whatever symptoms they may having. And the, somebody behind a desk has not seen the patient, has not touched the patient, has not invited the patient, is saying, no, this medication would not be covered. Try this one instead, you know. It's, it's even worse than that, because if you do end up filing an appeal, you get to the medical director, the quote, I'm using air quotes, medical <laughs> director, who is right. an MD, but you talk to them and they are a rubber stamp for the right. policy. So I have had interactions as a resident with these people, because as a resident, you're, you need to learn Ooh, how right, to right, do these right. appeals. And yeah. so you get on the phone with this guy and you're like here's all the stuff that's going on 
and they say, well, why can't you do it in this time? And I'm like, you're a doctor, you right. know I'm right. What's your problem? And they and once you pin them down like that, the answer is always, well, this is our policy. And I'm like, yes, but it's not your policy right. as a doctor. It's someone telling you to recite this information. Why don't you as a doctor make a clinical exactly. decision, which isn't, isn't that the point of yeah. your job? And the response is always, well, I can't because this is yeah. the this is a, This is a favorite, the, the, the so-called peer-to-peer review, right? And then the, That's right, the other the peer, peer is hired for a desk job, which is fine. You know, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want to dismiss their job. But if we have a conversation, which I welcome the conversation, if it's a clinical conversation, forget about algorithm, forget about your insurance policies. Let's focus on clinical, you know, a debate. We will find out that the decision that has to be made does not have to include your, your insurance policy. If you set the conversation on the patient, don't tell me about policy because you already drift away from, from the clinical case, right? It's, it's, it's just ridiculous, you know? Yeah, it's not a peer-to-peer because -peer, a peer-to-peer -peer would actually be two doctors talking to each other, but it's really not that. It's, an, it's a doctor, the clinician that's seeing the patient talking to the speaker for yeah. a guy above right. him, the, the corporate guy above him, who is probably not even the guy that wrote the policy, who's just a middle manager. Uh -huh. And that guy is the guy you're speaking to, the doctor you're speaking to, is a doctor, an MD, just so they can give some sort of right. lip service to, it's an actual peer-to-peer, -peer, right. when it's not right. that at all. It's just a guy who's a mouthpiece for the corporation. Most of these people, when I've had to talk to them, they're not really interested in the patient. They're interested in not covering the medication, you know, because if I had a conversation with a, with a doctor, and you know, I'll be fair. If I had done 20 of them, I've, I've had maybe two or three conversations with doctors working for a insurance company. I've had instances where they agree with me. I've had it, you know, there's some of them are genuine. Yeah. You know, some of them are like, okay, yeah. I understand what you're saying. You know, I understand now that you explain it, but I understand what you're saying. I agree with you. Um, but whatever. But, but, but policy. Did you see the story about the the hockey player that got his yeah? I, I I I read the story. I watched the video so many times, and I still don't understand why he's going that way. And I I before we go into it, I remember I forgot which year that already happened in the, in the NHL. I, twice. I I'll, I'll look it up twice that a a, a a skate blade cut somebody's neck. There's one that was very gruesome, was all blood everywhere, but they survived. You know, it may happen that one case might end up this way. You know, it may happen. Right. So if you haven't seen the video, I don't suggest that you go see it. It's not pretty. Uh, it's actually kind of gruesome, to be honest with you. But anyway, the story is that Adam Johnson, and, and by the way, who knew that England had a hockey league? I didn't know that they did have that, but this happened in England. Adam Johnson, who was a prospect for the Pittsburgh Penguins at one time, was coming across the blue line in his zone, I believe. And Matt Petgrave, 
what it looks like is he tried to throw a hip check that he missed. And because he missed it, his body sort of flung in the air and his feet flung in the air and it it hit Adam Johnson in the throat. Now, he did skate off the ice, but then he ended up dying later on in the hospital because of that. But the reason we're bringing this up is because Matt Petgrave was recently arrested for that and charged with manslaughter. And so my question here is, should he have been? No, I mean, I, I would be... I would be interested to know if following this, every sports league would have the players sign a waiver. Because that's where it's going. You know, if if you can't have an accidental, you know, um, unfortunate accident. That, that, that's exactly what it was, an unfortunate accident. You skating with blades, you know, it could have been a finger chopped off. What would that be like, you know, battery? You know, it's just, it's okay. just ridiculous. It's, yeah. So, you know, the manslaughter definition is the killing of a person without malice or forethought. So okay. in other words, circumstantial. Now, by that definition, yeah, that is what happened. But you kind of have to take into account um, intent in the sense Motive, that yeah. they were being reckless. In other words, someone could get charged with manslaughter for driving drunk. And killing yeah. someone, they didn't get in yeah. the car with the intention of killing someone, but they got in the car, they got in a weapon, and they used it in a way that that they should have known better, essentially. Right. right. And here, here we are, two doctors talking about law again, <laughs> two weeks in a row. <laughs> but, but so what you're claiming here, as I understand it, is that he flung his feet up in the air so recklessly that he couldn't have foreseen. That he should have been able to foresee that flinging his feet up in the air like that could have caused the death of another person or the There's injury no of way. another person. Let, let, let's let's play the, the scenario that he I don't even know. I'm just gonna play a scenario that he had some conflict with with the with the player that, that passed away. He had some conflict, he had he had been looking for ways to to kill him. Even with that premise, even with that, how impossible would it be to time it in that yeah. exact millisecond, that exact centimeters, that exact um, shield of force to actually hit him on the neck and end up cutting his jugular. You know, it doesn't even make sense. Right? So right. Uh, let, now, let alone... He doesn't have, have to have he doesn't right. have that, doesn't have have to have have that intent. Right, right. But, what, but, but I agree with what you're saying is even if he did have he that did intent... Have, he would have been able the to do idea it. that he could do it that way, that way, so is, is such low odds. Yeah, you know. Again, I, 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 I don't understand why. I, I don't, I don't think we should be charging athletic players in the moment of sports with right. crime, because right. if you're going to do that, then every single hit. That results in an injury in football is tantamount to assault and battery. Right. I mean, I, I and and I, and and I can be fair. I can be fair in saying maybe even if you take it on a case by case basis, you can actually you know evaluate if there was intent or not. I'll, I'll pose the example of um, what is it? Um, Panic at the Palace. Whatever. Is, um, what, what's the name of the, the that, that, Malice at the Palace? The right, fight with right. The, the fight. So Detroit. the yeah. game was no longer ongoing. The game had stopped, and the brawl 
you know, erupted you know, on the on the floor in the sense there was no game anymore. There's no sports right. anymore because it stopped. The whistle stopped, and then they got charged for you know assaulting fans and whatnot. You know, that's that's off the the away from the sports. Now in this in this instance, if it was a halftime, for example, or the walking off, the skating off the 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 rink, and then. Uh, my pet grave went and you know threw his skate at, at his at, at, at the head of the player and then end up injuring him and later on died. That would be that would be even murder. That would be intentional because it's not part of the game. It's off, you know, it's out of the quarter. This, you know, but within the, the limits of the game, within the limits of the 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 competition, accident may and possibly will happen. Unfortunately, this one happened in a, in a death. There's ha- in all sports there have been accidents or uh, injuries caused by opposing player. There have been broken bones, have been neck injuries, have been um, people that be- end up being quadriplegic, right? Because it happened in the confinement of the game. We know if you go to the NFL, if you go into boxing, you know even in boxing, Bokhalov died with with um, internal um, cerebral uh, um, uh, hematomas, right? Yeah, after the fight, because you know, as you know, uh, a hematoma may, may may last long before it starts causing uh, symptoms, right? So that's exactly why when somebody is, is knocked out, if they cannot, you know, coordinate their their the movement, they they call the fight so they can go check be checked up in the hospital, right? So that is within the confinement of the sport. And if somebody get killed in a boxing match, there's no way they should be charged, right? I I completely agree with that, and and to me. The analogy here is Demar Hamlin, right? You know he didn't die, thankfully. Well, he actually he did, it, it, but they revived it, 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 him. Right? They revived, they revived him. him, and he was a hit. But that would be that would be like charging T. Higgins with manslaughter because he right. was the one that hit him in the chest. But it right. was a completely it was it was you know was it because it was part of the play or I, he wasn't doing anything reckless? I, it just it in the course of sports bad things are going to happen. And in a violent right. game like football and hockey, in hockey, things are going to happen. And you can't you're you're you can't account for these kinds of things from a criminal standpoint because these things are right. you fly in the air once in a while. It happens in, in hockey all the time. It just doesn't have it just doesn't happen to land. Right. In right. this particular situation. And I don't think we should be charging people. Right. For that. And I go even further. The the the, the Mahomlin example, it was an intentional hit. It was a I'm going to tackle this guy. That was that was a hit that was planned as a, as a you know part of the the, the sporting um, behavior. The the Matt Petgrave incident, I cannot say with confidence that he wanted to to swing his leg completely backwards to hit the player behind him. I cannot make that that assumption. He happened to hit him, but I don't think the play was to hit him. If you if you know what I mean, it, the, his leg happened to swing that way. The player happened to get contact with the skate, but I wasn't that, that wasn't a play that was intentional. So why do you think they charged him? I think there's going to be something underneath that we don't know. You see the lawyers debate on the national TV. You see, I, I think there's there's more to the story that we don't know. I I have it, a take. I, I think it's, it's a racist thing because so? Matt Petgrave is black. 
and Adam Johnson is white. I'd be interested to say what's the race of the prosecutor. I don't know if that matters, but I don't know. To me, I don't know the details, to be fair. I prefer I don't know the details, but it sounds to me that's like an overreaching decision to make. Maybe for popularity, maybe for political gain, to put your name out there as a prosecutor. I don't know. It, it looks to me so far, uh, you know, so far out of the realm of possibility to actually show somebody in a sporting event just for your name to be to be mentioned in the next months or year. Yeah, I that that's my take is that this is a racist thing because if you look on Twitter, it's very split. It's there's a faction of people that are calling him a murderer. And it just so happens that there's a associated oh, race with those people. <laughs> Not all white people, um, as you can see. But, um, and there's the other side of that. And I don't think anybody really cares about what happened, to be honest. I, I think no. it's people see what they want in everything. And right. a tragedy in a sporting event now has also become politicized and yeah you know socially divisive because of course it is yeah. what everything is like that nowadays we did a segment a long time ago long time ago we've been doing this podcast for a year like, almost a year months. oh no we gotta get um, to a year we're february yeah. almost yeah, a year february a year. yeah and i think maybe the third one or the fourth one we did it on bullying and yes <laughs> or or no we did it on trolls sorry on trolling sports trolling sports yeah and um one of the people we mentioned was draymond green and Draymond Dunn went and Draymond this week again <laughs> and got himself suspended. <laughs> Draymond did you watch this? Been, yeah, I, I did. Draymond did a Draymond thing again, you know. Yeah, I, I did see it. It's, I mean, it's so... And, you know, people say, athletes say that Draymond Green is very smart. And he sounds smart on the world of, you know, media, savvy, business investor. But that's, he looks so... He's a bonehead on the, on the floor. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a loose cannon. Like, how can you trust this guy with, with, as a coach? Yeah, he's he's won three championships, man. Yes, I don't know, man. You know what I mean? Like, how can and, you be and, so smart and so dumb at I the think same time? He, I think he's that kind of guy who, if he's on your team, he's tough guy, team player guy that you want on your team. And if he's on the other team... He's a punk and no. everybody hates him. I, and I go further. He's I don't dirty. Even, right? I don't even think, I don't even think, maybe maybe to an extent before, to me, it sounds like the, the Warriors are getting fed up with him. They you always so? have to excuse him. Always. I don't know. It's every single season Steve Kerr has to make a comment about, about Draymond Green. Well, he did. Every Steve Kerr season. actually called him out on this one. Yes. And yes. And if you don't know what we're talking about, it was a game last week between the Warriors and the Timberwolves. And the right. Timberwolves are good this year. They're yeah, really yeah. good. And there was a fight on the on the court and Draymond put Rudy Gobert in a chokehold. 
and for a few seconds just <laughs> wouldn't let go essentially yeah. and, and i think a, they have a beef right uh, the the warriors and uh and the timberwolves they think want to become a, uh, a rivalry no the draymond and rudy gobert don't they have beef i'm not sure i'm not so many people don't a lot of people don't like beef. gobert and a lot of people don't like that's Green. true too yeah a lot of people don't like rudy gobert or uh, I thought they had beef, but he may not have. But but yeah, he put him in a chokehold. He got thrown out. And of course, as he's getting thrown out, he's like, what did I do? I didn't do anything. Of course. Which is hilarious. <laughs> you know, it, it, you know it, in football, there was a fight this weekend too between Washington and the Giants. Uh-huh. A huge fight on the sidelines. Uh, almost all 22 of the players that were on the field were involved in this right. fight. And I saw chokeholds and I saw a helmet go off and fly. Nobody got thrown out of the game. So different context. But yeah, he, he did his thing. And uh, SNL. And, and, and you got to see it before. You got to <laughs> see it. That, that was really, really like in a few, in the first few minutes of the game. It was first yes. quarter. The game yes. had just tipped off. And the reaction Jermaine Green showed did not, you know, th- there was no basis for it. The, 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 the magnitude of the issue was not that big of a deal. It was two players. That got tangled up. They both grabbed his jersey, and that was it. There was no punching. There yeah. was no pushing around. Nobody got hit. And here goes Draymond putting somebody in the headlock. <laughs> and did you did you hear what Rudy Gobert said after the game? Yeah, something like that. he wasn't a, that good of a chokehold. Like <laughs> no, no, no. He said <laughs> he said that Draymond when Steph Curry doesn't play because Steph Curry was doing the thing that players do now where they. They just Rest. take days off because they're tired, like okay. games into the season. So Steph Curry was out that game. Yeah, tomorrow I'm coming out. Yeah, I, Suzanne is taking a uh, what? What, is, what do they call what it? What is it? Uh, load management. Load mail. Suzanne is on load management today. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Rudy Gobert said that when Steph Curry doesn't play, Draymond doesn't want to play either, and so he got thrown out on purpose, purpose. because Steph Curry wasn't playing. Which I think is a hilarious yeah. uh, rub at at Draymond, but uh, SNL took a shot at him over the weekend too in their uh, weekend update. So this this is just the beginning of that. So this is this is from SNL from this past Saturday. This week, the NBA suspended Golden State Warriors forward Draymond Green five games for putting another player in a chokehold. Here to comment is Draymond Green. <laughs> Okay, I appreciate y'all giving me this platform to publicly apologize. Okay, so you are sorry. <laughs> Hell no. Nah, uh-uh. <laughs> I can't wait to do it again. <laughs> so why are you so angry? I mean, you choked Rudy Gobert for no reason. I had a reason, all right? Rudy Gobert is a tall Frenchman who's been pissing me off for years. Imagine if you had a seven-foot baguette in your face talking about... Seven-foot <laughs> 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 baguette. <laughs> There, oh there's more to this clip. It's like three minutes long, but we're not going to play the whole thing. So and, go and, find and, it on YouTube. And I, I, you know, that's an irony. Ironically, you know, we just talk about racial issues in sports. That would have been, that would have been a, a basis, right? Hating He's on the making French fun man. of, I know, yeah, I, 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 but everybody seems to find this part funny, probably because Rudy Gobert didn't die. Right, right. You know, of course. And, but, but can I just say, no one would have, I don't know that anyone would have an issue if Draymond Green killed someone with him getting charged for manslaughter because he does this so often oh, awesome, that yeah. it's like, God, if he had a skate in his hand, 
the damage he could do with that if he was it's on stage. He does it so often that the the reprimand that the, is is re, is received over the years, the penalties, the the the, the fines, the suspension, is just proving to them that they are useless. Because what what is a, a penalty or a fine or suspension is for? To tame the behavior, to correct the player behavior, and to avoid further you know acting out. Joe Mangu has proven time and time again that the league does not know how to correct his behavior. He's yes, paying fines for nothing. And, and he got suspended five games for this, but five games in an eighty-two game season when you're going to take load management anyway. Like, is that really like? And and they said that the reason they gave him so many games was because of recidivism. Of course. But but dude, five games in an eighty-two game season when he's gonna take ten games off for load management anyway. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's is this a real kind of deterrent? It's not a deterrent. Like no. Now no, granted, no. look, what did he really do? He didn't he didn't do anything like so I, I, agree. he didn't, the, he didn't the, punch the him like was, he did Jordan Poole. It was the choker was tight. He pulled them back a few feet back for a few okay. seconds. Okay, I okay. Look, I'm not it defending bad. it. it I'm just really saying. Bad. But if he had punched someone like he punched Jordan Poole, and and that guy got it hurt, be more. for instance, it might have been, been more. Like I think right. I think right. because it was it was almost comical. It, it was a melee. You could say yeah. I'm trying to break it out. I'm, I'm trying to pull him off of my guy. Yeah. So, but I don't think five games is is gonna really make him care no. and from a, from a from a psychological standpoint this is going to be something he's going to brush off and yeah. enjoy and to be honest with you if i had if i could put someone in a chokehold in my office and get five days suspended off. and not have to work for for five days in a row and still get paid the same amount of money that i would get paid if i was working no i don't think i'd someone enough. to choke too I think he loses the money. I think he doesn't play. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's a suspension. Is it a suspension with or without pay? Because I think when they mention um, the the suspension for what's this guy, the gun guy, um, John Moran, I think they mentioned he cost him a lot of million dollars, like a lot of money. It's costing Moran a lot of money. It's he got it without pay. That's true. Okay, so maybe maybe that's a little bit of deterrent. So you know, how much does Draymond Green make for five games? And the league does the the, the league does say that the fine um, policy, the money is going to charity. So Draymond Green might say, ah, uh-huh. you know, it's uh-huh. going to charity. You sure, know, it's it's a good deed. Yeah. So he makes one hundred and fifty three thousand nine hundred forty one dollars per game. So for five games, he's losing out on about about seven hundred and seventy thousand um, dollars with with his you know four year a hundred million dollar contract is you know okay. So I take that back. I wouldn't choke someone so that I can get off of work, <laughs> but only because it would have been without pay. Didn't talk about the dolphins at all this week. How about those fins? How about the dolphins, huh? That's exciting. <laughs> they were very close, very close <laughs> to, to making it a very, very bad loss. But um the reason we're doing that is because because they're seven and three and the first in the AFC East. 
That's the reason. And and because we got our mental health tip of the day <laughs> from a dolphin. So mental health tip of the daytime. Day full of hiccups, need a shake up, listen up. It's the Psych Effect Podcast Mental Health Tip of the Day. All right, our mental health tip of the day comes from our quarterback. That's my quarterback. Our quarterback. QB. Tua. Tua Tagovailoa. I hope I pronounced that right. I probably did not. Tagovailoa. Yeah. That's how you pronounce it. That's awful. I don't know. I'm going to get that right because he's my quarterback. Anyway, the mental health tip of the day comes from him. He was asked in the post-game interview, it sounds like you're hard on yourself. How do you balance being hard on yourself and grace? And here is the answer. I have, I have, um, you know, a standard for myself that I take pride in doing my job. And for me, if I'm not doing my job to the best of my abilities, you know, I, I, I shouldn't be, be out there, um, you know, doing it. And I'm sure each and every one of you here uh, would feel the same within your profession. Um, and so it's, it's not me being super hard or me not extending grace to myself. It's just understanding, like, you know you can do better. And it's, it's to a place where I'm not beating myself up as much as I probably would have my rookie year or my second year. So that, that, that's what I would say. And I'm, I'm not blind to, to the mistakes that I've made, but it's not more so that I'm hard on myself. Um, it's more so I know my expectation and the standard of what I can do and it can be better. And uh, I want it to be better. Uh, and, and that's what it really is. It's being real with yourself. I love it. Being real it. with yourself is is great because that's yeah. a very important thing. People looking at themselves, being real with themselves, and deciding yeah. that they can do better if if they yeah. have to do better. And we get a lot of people that come into our office and, and complain about other yeah. people treating them poorly, which may be true. Where is your ownership in that? And, unless the... Unless it's an abuse situation, where, where is right. your role in it? Right. And the slights that you think people have against yeah. you and to be real with yourself and look at yourself because that's where change starts. Because if you lie to yourself, then there's really not a lot of hope yeah. for any yeah. kind of change. And I think what, what I also gathered in what he was saying is that he didn't say the word, but it, it seems to me that he was mentioning talking about balance you can be graceful to yourself but you can also be not hard on yourself but you can also expect better from yourself not being hard doesn't mean be nonchalant being mediocre you know doesn't mean giving poor effort in what you're doing you know and then and, and, and the flow of going you shouldn't beat yourself up right so it's finding that right balance where you're not mediocre at what you're doing but you're also not too harsh uh, on yourself and you give yourself grace at the same time excellent it, it seems like today we had an actual like just a sports show show up not yeah. not a lot of mental health on the mental health show but you did get a tip at the end we did discuss human behavior though i think that's very important okay fine uh, i'll accept that yeah. So that's your mental health tip from Tua Tagovailoa. I got the name right. Good job. The Dolphins quarterback. Like, subscribe, follow us on all the social medias. Please leave a written review if you have made it this far into the video or yeah. the 
for the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys all for continuing to listen as the year comes to an end. Uh, we're going to keep doing this. We're not stopping. Yeah. Yeah. And and you guys, if you're not going to rate or anything, but when you see our post, if something comes to mind that you would like us to discuss, feel free to comment, ask for a topic, ask for something that you'd like us to to digest and we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Absolutely. So any suggestions, we're, we're here to take them. Uh, you can find us through our social medias yeah. and, and let us know. Thank you guys. And we'll see you next time. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. The previous podcast is for general informational purposes only and represented the individual opinions of Dr. Dimitri Bick, Dr. Stefan de Graff, Dr. Suzanne Mignon, and the guests. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or other professional healthcare services and should not be taken as medical advice or an establishment of standard of care. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The content on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions.